if you start trying things, even step by step, based on your limits, on your uh, capacity of you know of taking these steps. But if you don't even walk, then you're not gonna reach any any sort of limit, you know, or or any sort of understanding and learning about yourself. Because traveling, challenges, exams, everything is all about learning about yourself. Like is is a journey with yourself. So, My friends and I have been on a crazy journey for the last couple of years, building a company that really was a disguise for building a community. We named ourselves Inertia Network because we wanted to be reminded to never let inertia own us and to break it whenever we have the chance. Our adventures have led us everywhere from swimming with humpbacks in French Polynesia to having a beer with locals in North Korea. And this podcast is our attempt at sharing conversations with people that inspire us, push boundaries, and embody what it means to break inertia. My name is TK, and I'm one of the co-founders of Inertia Network. I hope you can join me in learning the philosophies, mindsets, and stories of people that live life on their own terms and ultimately guide you in breaking your inertia. Today, I'm joined by Julio Apron, photographer, explorer, and mind behind wild man life uh thanks man for taking the time i'm really excited to talk to you today hi everyone thank you for having me um so (laughs) so uh before i kind of take this into like a deeper sense i I really need to ask you Mm -hmm. um how did you end up as a certified parkour instructor Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> someone started. <laughs> or did yeah. I know? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> well, yeah. that's a nice question, actually. Uh, wow, I didn't expect that. So, I I actually been a sportman for in my like let's say younger age. I mean, till I was twenty three, twenty four. Uh, I'm I'm still pretty like active, but I've been always uh, playing many sports since I was like four. Yeah, two, four. And uh, I ended up being a parkour coach uh, because I, like, let's say mid of high school, I was trying to find, like, not the best sport or the best, uh, like, uh, uh, activity, but I was trying to find, like, a combination between a mindset uh, way of training and and also like the physical part of of a of a sport and uh after i did like i've been skiing all my life i did tennis for six years i've been doing aikido which is a martial art uh volleyball like so many sports and in high school um i started doing aikido actually yes and uh i was getting closer to what i wanted to achieve like this mix between you know the brain and the physical you know physicality uh but i wasn't satisfied so at one point i i i remember i i watched a, a video about a guy uh, i don't know in us maybe uh, jumping around and i said wow that's super cool uh but i, I won't be able to do it never in my life you know <laughs> so i left the yeah. dvd i left the video there like as a dream as a like an impossible thing uh, and after two three years i just uh I was looking for something different from Aikido and I, and I, that came back to my mind and I'm like, maybe I should, you know, try do it, do that. And I started like learning myself. There was no YouTube. There was nothing at that time. 
I mean, YouTube was there, it's ex existing, but uh, not so, not a big deal, to be honest. So I started jumping basically around and, and then slowly I started going to events and to like, uh, uh, like training events, like in other cities. And I met with the founders of, of parkour and then I decided to become an instructor as well. Yeah. And I is, did it for seven years. That, is, is the founder that, um, the, the, uh, is he French? Yes, they are French. They are called Yamakazi. Uh, they are a group uh, of uh, yeah mixed people from the Le Balieu de Paris, which are the like the suburbs of Paris, um, and they basically wanted to escape from like a very I wouldn't say violent reality, but it could have end up being a violent reality. You know the suburbs, the drugs, the you know the 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 bad life, and so they they. They thought that maybe they could uh, use the environment, which was all about cement, you know, and obstacles and everything like that. Uh, they decided to use that as a, you know, as a playground, and from there they build up like, a, um, like a kind of a sport. We call discipline like the martial arts mm -hmm. because it's more a, a discipline than a sport. Uh, I I still consider myself like a, a an instructor and a, a coach, whatever, and a. I can still do it, you know. It's it's a it's a mindset more than a physical yeah. thing. When when people look at it on on you know on uh, YouTube or videos, they they think there is people are stuntmen, they're crazy, and of course what they see is a result of years and years and years of of hard training. But it's actually when it comes to practice, like the practice, uh, is like a daily, uh, like um, building up your your body that can support all these uh, tricks mm. but before the body training is all mental you know it has to be yeah. your brain has to be prepared to any jump even the smallest one so yeah so that's, uh, for you, that's the story <laughs> yeah but the, they're the guys that have um, created the movie right i think it's district district 13 that's okay that that guy uh so is a is a weird story that they didn't even tell us like till the end like how it happened. But yeah. this Yamakazi group was with another guy like they were together. But this guy called David Bell, which is an, one of yeah. the founder, he made that film. But they kind yeah. of split because of you know some you know issues. We don't know about it to be honest. Yeah. So they were. Yeah. He made that film. They made uh, two films called Yamakazi something. And I, w I was lucky enough to have one, uh, two, let's say two of the founders, they were my mentor mm -hmm. uh, during the training and everything. So yeah, you kind of mentioned a couple of times, you know, in that story, a little bit about discipline and, yeah. and how you've kind of in the pursuit of that and like the intersection between the physicality and the, and the, and the mental training. Uh, like what, what, why is that? important for you what why okay. what is it about those things that you seek out those things hmm. i love these questions <laughs> uh, <laughs> discipline so okay very interesting um very interesting okay let's start from one thing when it comes to training so like uh let's say any sport any uh work, the, the one day the people call workout workout uh i'm not a person that is able to work out by myself that's first point mm -hmm. um and and of course i tried so many times and that part of like discipline i haven't got it yet uh mm -hmm. but when you talk about discipline is because 
I think sports in not all of them, but in general, are to be competitive with someone else or a group or a group against another group, you know. But when it comes to martial arts or like or like uh, parkour, uh, it's a discipline because you you want to work out, you want to do things to improve yourself, to improve your uh, mentality, to to improve your like. Push, not push your limits, but study your limits, work on your limits. So the discipline is a, is a very important part of it because, uh, uh, again, you cannot just go out and start jumping as many people do. You know, discipline means you need a warm up. You need to build like the, the muscle structure to be able to absorb any impact. So, so, so there is a huge prog, huge and long progress that is all about discipline and discipline is about failure is about uh sharing some bad and good moments uh, uh without talking about my personal discipline when i used to train with the other guys i, I used to be in a group and uh the the, the power of being in a, in a group you know and uh, let's say spread strength between each other and supporting each other that was also part of the discipline you know We've been doing mm -hmm. like we used to call them uh, like a killer, the killer week, the 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 crazy week where we used to mm -hmm. wake up at around uh, six five o'clock in the morning and go training before going to work and everything like very 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 hardcore training. Discipline is about I wouldn't say follow rules, but try to have a pattern, to have a a, a routine. Uh, which in general I'm not so good at keeping, but when it was a, when it was about parkour, it was very important, I think. And it teaches you a lot. It teaches you a lot. Like parkour doesn't teach you just how to jump or how to flip or I don't know, uh, but it teaches you so many other things that you can apply in life, in like in in school, in, in when you're at work or when you have a challenge, when you have a like an issue and you have to solve a problem, you know, that's uh, also part of the discipline. I think things like, I think things like what you've described in like a lot of martial arts is uh, those things have, outside of the physical aspect, there's a lot of mental training and a lot of things that you learn from people about uh, like, like a, a philosophy towards how you act in life. So I yes. kind of understand what you're talking about. Yes. To give you an example, I like a very short example. I remember I was in Milan training with one of the founder uh, called um, I don't rem remember his name. Oh, Laurent Piemontesi, actually. Yeah, Laurent Piemontesi. Uh, I remember one thing. I still remember it was super hot, super hot, like forty degrees and super humid. We were training hardcore like the whole day. The whole it was seven weeks. Sorry, seven days whole day training and i remember we were uh, jumping around and at one point i i blocked and i couldn't do that like let's call it trick like it was like a kind of a jump twisted anyway mm -hmm. it was a simple thing but uh, i i was panicking and i started saying i had this fear you know i'm and and he stopped me straight away and he said and that was like i think the example of the philosophy and and mental strength and and what uh, we were talking about that he told me one thing he said don uh, don't express your fear because once you express your fear to your, let's say, your uh, training mates, then you're going to pass that fear to them. And that's a big learning lesson. Uh, 
yeah, because it's a big lesson because it's, I, I found out that that's another thing that you can apply, like uh, doing mountaineering or doing climbing or hiking. If you fear something, but the other person you are with, and it might be the person that is going to save your life, and you start like doubt, doubting or spreading that fear towards that person, or, you know, I don't know if you make sense, but then you're going like, to kind sense. of infect the other person and influence the other person that way. And that was a big lesson, actually. And that's part of the discipline, you know? Yeah, man, because like panic, what I've learned, uh, panic spreads, fear kind of spreads. If you, if you, got, oh, if yeah. you, it's, it's not a bad thing to express like, no, 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 exactly. No, no, it's not about that. But in the, in the situation where it's not needed, you better mm-hmm. uh, overcome those fears by yourself, working on it yeah. by yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with you 100% on a lot of the things you're talking about. It's really interesting to hear about your perspective on like what, what parkour is kind of like shaped for you. But, you know, I, I was reading on your uh, website, you know, you, you kind of define yourself um, as a creative mind and a wild spirit. And I mm-hmm. and I want to kind of understand how these qualities have kind of shaped your life. Okay. We have to do a step backwards, actually. So everything oh, yeah. started, uh, everything started, I don't know. With a with a analog camera, actually, uh, when I was a kid, I used to love my my parents' analog cameras and used to play with them, you know, and and yeah, it was a good good tool. And they used to tell me, "Don't take uh, um, how do you say in English? Oh my god, postcards, uh, photos." I used to take mm-hmm. photos of everything, like never of us. Uh, and mm-hmm. then this went through another stage of my life. I, I was a Boy Scout for 10, 11 years. And there was actually m- many might laugh because Boy Scouts are seen. We, in some, some people think they're pretty good, like a good thing. And other people laugh at, the, at that. I don't know why, but uh, actually it was a big, big, big time for me. Um I, I I always compare it uh, like in the, like the army without the weapons, uh, and of mm-hmm. course it depends where you do it because if you do it in US is something if you do it in Italy it also depends on your um, on your uh, how do you say heads heads officer I don't know how you call them like the the ones that control the group of Boy Scouts yeah but that was a big thing for me because I learned so many things I learned uh, survival I learned camping uh, like. And my group was pretty like wild, like it was it, it was really wild. Yes, we it was interesting. And there I developed this uh, photography thing. And then I went through like uh, uh, like the student movements, politics mm-hmm. uh, in high school. And there again, I was involved with the photography. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, the the my creative mind and uh, kind of shaped like step by step during all these phases of my life. But I think the, uh, the love for aesthetic has always been there. I always, I always love capturing things like good things. Even if I, I think 
like 10 years ago, I was taking really bad photos, like really, really bad photos. But that's about, you know, learning and growing and 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 developing skills. Um, Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like to define myself creative because I always also need to be stimulated and, and have inputs from different sources, from different experiences, from different, uh, events in life. You know, I don't like to be stuck in one position in one, in one place. Like, I don't know, same with sports. If you go back to my history, I never done one sport all my life. I th- I've been doing so many different things because I need that kind of uh, uh, change and and uh, new new inputs, new influences. Yeah. Uh, so I think my creative mind is always uh, in progress. You know, always uh, changing, mm-hmm. always developing new things. I I like anything creative. I like uh, films. I like. Uh, I like theater. I like any sort of arts. You know, I've been. I mean, I was mm-hmm. born and grew up in Florence, which is maybe one of the most artistic and uh, important c- cities in the world for you know architecture and sculptures and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think also my mother is also a professor in history of art. So I think I got also that kind of influence. Um, but yeah, yeah why was early on? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. You also asked me about why wild, right? Or yeah, or... yeah, yeah, wild. I think I think creativity and being wild, as in, for me, being wild means experiment things. It means uh, it's it means going out of the comfort zone. Which for me specifically, and if you're gonna ask me the right questions, that might come out. For me, going out mm-hmm. of the comfort zone, uh, it's a big step. It's a big step compared to maybe other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. But uh, that's o- what I always look for. Like I need, I need new adventures. I need and, and creativity and 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 wildness and being wild. I think are two things that goes together. You know, you can't be wild wild without being creative because creativity is not related just to photography, art, or making films, or I don't know, or painting. Uh, creativity is about imagination. It's about uh, creating worlds in your head. You know, and trying to make those worlds happen in real life. I don't know how if if that makes sense. Uh, Oh no, it makes sense, man. And, uh, but, um, yeah, but for yourself, like you know, you talk a little bit about the intersection of like how to be truly creative, you kind of have to have that wild, the wildness. Um, and for you, that wildness is like pushing um, your comfort zone. For you, can you talk a little bit about what that means? Like, where, where, where has it? Have you had a time where it's like you've really pushed it to its to its to its furthest extent? So, okay, I think everything's pretty connected because going back, mm-hmm. study from parkour, what we learned from parkour is that you we need to, to work, sorry, study, analy- analyze, study, and work on the limits, but never mm-hmm. uh, force the limits. Like mm-hmm. overcome a limit is about working on it. It's not about pushing your limits, like mm-hmm. pushing in a very violent way. Because that's mm-hmm. what end you end up, uh, yeah, end you up uh, like in in trouble, in like in a bad situation, in danger. So, mm-hmm. 
for me, pushing, let's say, pushing or overcome those limits is a is a is a gradual thing, and uh, mm-hmm. and so I I don't like I don't feel like I have an episode or or, or an event where I I completely uh, like. Like I, I don't know, completely uh, push those limits because it's it's so gradual that uh, even with like with the traveling side, like it's not that uh, I mean I'm like that. I'm not saying this is like the the truth or like how it should be for everyone, but uh, I'm doing things step by step. And uh, yeah. same with when when jumping, uh, you don't go straight. F- four meters jump or like you go high in on a building and you jump from there you go step by step and and this is actually what i'm doing in life with with my traveling traveling experience hiking experience climbing experience like i'm taking everything like step by step of course i uh, like right now nowadays uh i can say that the last experience i had was one of the i wouldn't say the the one that i push my limit more because it was actually a pretty easy adventure but i feel there was a milestone like it was a pretty cool like uh, memorable memorable time to remember where i i let's say i set the bar a little bit higher um mm-hmm. unfortunately the next adventure uh in peru is not for now is on in standby because uh mm-hmm. Of the situation. That was Mauritania, right? Yes, Mauritania, Mauritania, and yeah, it was. I mean, honestly, it wasn't. I think I dream about doing way more, more risky <laughs> and crazy thing that I, I actually end up doing because I I did yeah. the this uh, high uh, iron ore train crossing mm-hmm. like seven hundred kilometers. I don't know in miles uh, from all the Sahara Desert, and honestly, like. I've been reading so much before doing that. I've been checking so many informations and everything. And it was like portrayed as one of the most extreme thing ever. I don't know. It was portrayed like as a very crazy thing and actually was one of the easiest thing I ever done in my life. So mm-hmm. I considered that like a milestone because it was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting from so many different point of views. But uh, from a, let's say, physical point of view it was pretty pretty easy like very easy i don't know if i maybe went there with a good like background that i thought i would have been uh in a worse condition or in a worse situation uh, or like underestimating what i already did uh or maybe it was it is just a simple thing to do i don't know but i'm looking to do more you know even skydiving you know i mean i i, I went tandem skydiving so with, an, with someone else you know like a, mm-hmm. an expert that holds you but even that i mean it was a thrilling amazing experience but uh yeah i mean i didn't feel like i pushed any push or overcome any limit like i i set my mind as op as like as much open as it can be you know uh, mm-hmm. so and it could be also a bad thing because i i don't i don't want to say I, I never get surprised by anything but uh, it takes me like a lot to get that like the adrenaline that shocking moment you know uh, because i'm very open to anything you know uh, in life I mean, you know, you know what it sounds like. It sounds like, um, well, because limits are very—it's a subjective thing. 
Yeah. And from the outside looking in, it seems like your uh, bar seems a little bit higher than what I would see as an average. And so mm-hmm. when when you're when you're saying like you haven't reached your like push your limits or like you're 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 you gradually get there, and I think a lot of ways there's a lot of people that. Uh, don't even take those things into consideration or they don't even like they, they wouldn't even take that step so mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like in a lot of ways you do um and and i think pushing limits doesn't mean being reckless i mean mm-hmm. even for myself in the past you know uh starting this company and doing um all this travel and exploring the world uh definitely has pushed me in ways that i've never expected to be pushed and uh, it's brought so many challenges, but with that, overcoming those challenges has been an extremely rewarding experience. So, yeah, I was actually analyzing what you said, and it's definitely limits are absolutely subjective. Like there is no doubt, but I think many times people see at the at those limits too much without seeing what it takes to get to those limits if that makes Mm -hmm. sense because Mm -hmm. overcome a limit is not just facing the limit and overcome it but it's a long process to get there and 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 when when you said you mentioned many people don't even think about the things i did that's the thing they didn't even think about it how to get there that means they didn't even analyze the situation themselves Mm -hmm. for what they they you know the event, the the, tra- the trip, whatever that is, c- could be. Uh, I think m- many people are are scared of, I don't know, of their capabilities. I don't know mm-hmm. uh, because or it, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's very interesting actually because of course is limits are always objective. But another thing that uh, that I say all the time until you try something, you don't know about it. So. If you exactly. start trying things, even step by step, based on your limits, on your uh, capacity of you know of mm-hmm. taking these steps. But if you don't even walk, then you're not going to reach any any sort of limit, you know, or or any mm-hmm. sort of understanding and learning about yourself. Because yeah. traveling, challenges, exams, everything is all about learning about yourself. Like is is a journey mm-hmm. with yourself. So I think even if the limits are subjective, but it, any person can, uh, you know, work on them and achieve or overcome those limits. That's what I think. And is this this is the same philosophy we we say in parkour. Parkour is not about strength. It's not about how how big you are, how many muscle you have, you have, uh, you know, how powerful you are. That's, trust me, it's not about that. Mm. It's how much brain you have. Sometimes mm. it's all about like breathing, you know, be able to breathe correctly mm. or just, you know, there are people that we say to close a jump, a jump, like a big, mm. like to achieve a big jump. There are people takes ages with a, with a lot of muscles and there are people with no muscle that takes two days. So it's all about uh learning about who we are and what we are capable mm-hmm. really capable of of doing that's what i think oh i i agree 100 you know a lot of the, a lot of times people don't even people never understand where their uh limits are because they don't even they don't even start they don't even try yeah uh 
like to use myself as, as an example, um, I kind of started doing this right out of school. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of school, you don't really know what you're capable of, right? Because you're kind of in this environment where uh, things are things are easy. Like there's a framework. There's a framework to life in, yeah. in a school, right? But once you go into the real world and there's so many variables and so much, I mean, quote unquote chaos, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to expect, right? And you're kind of doing things and you, you don't really want to fail, but you kind of have to go through that process and I think uh, even in in a smaller sense, going on these trips and meeting these people and doing these more physical things um, and seeing how when people overcome a limit that they have thought of uh, thought they had for themselves, um, it's such a powerful experience to witness and a powerful experience for them to take back because then that's a new framework for their life in the sense that I thought I couldn't do this. But now I know that exactly, I can do this. Exactly. What's the new, what's the new launching point for yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. I, I it becomes yeah. a new baseline. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You need to trigger yourself. You need to trigger yourself mm-hmm. to to get started. Uh, once you get started, I mean, honestly, we're not all the same. Uh, so there are I I know people, and I actually found out that you know some good friends are are like that. They like, they don't they don't want to. They don't want to even get started, you know. We we cannot be all the same. So there are people that are uh, that uh, this they have it that I just say like that that uh, they're willing to to explore to adventure, but they don't know it yet or they didn't analyze it yet. There are people that just don't want to you know push themselves to towards anything like that. So we are different. The, the world is beautiful because we are all different. But uh, mm-hmm. um, of course, if if any of the people that are gonna listen to this feel like the urge not to do big things because uh, as we said, limits are personal things. Uh, we all have mm. big, small, medium limits, but if anyone feel the urge of, of you know pursue and, and, and go through those limits, uh, it's time to get up and schedule something in life that uh, mm-hmm. is gonna take you take yeah take us to 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 move. It's all about movement, you know. It's all about mm-hmm. doing things. Is is if you if you don't do things, things won't happen. That's the the point, the mm-hmm. key point. Uh, and when I say do things, it's about trying things. It's about putting ourselves in in challenges, daily challenges, small challenges. Uh, relationship challenges, work challenges. You know, I would say that the word challenge is actually the key word in life. You know, challenges. Yeah. Yeah. There was a. I I remember way maybe a couple of years ago I was reading this article and it was talking about how um, you should look at your your comfort zone as a muscle, mm. and that you you don't just uh, you don't just push your muscle to its furthest capacity. You slowly yeah. work it, exactly. And then it slowly yeah. gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and then like at one point you realize that uh, the things that you 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 didn't believe you could do at the beginning are yeah. like way past you. Yeah, they're like way and, in your in your past. And actually, there is a muscle, a specific muscle of the body, that uh, it can be related to this uh, metaphor, which is the heart. The heart is one of those muscles that if you work out. 
it's it, it, it gonna expand. Of course, it's not like we're talking about very mi millimeters, but it's gonna mm -hmm. expand and stay that way. That means mm -hmm. once you build these, build overcome these limits, you know, you you take with you a new we say in Italian baggage like baggage of experience, you know, on your shoulder, mm -hmm. and this you know all this baggage is gonna you know pile up one on top of the the other. Uh, like you're not going back, you know, whatever you learn, uh, if it's failure or if it's a, like a good experience, but you're going to build this massive background of experiences. Um, but the other muscle of the body don't like, they have memory, but they go, if you don't train them, they go back to the normal size, you know, mm -hmm. but the heart is one of those muscle. If you, if you train, it stays the size that you manage to achieve. So I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes sense. No, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I like what I like where this is going, and um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things that uh, what you're saying that I 100% agree on. Um, so, you know, kind of talking a little bit about your travels. You know, uh, you recently started going more into like the Middle East, and then the last trip you did was Mauritania, like we kind of talked about earlier, with like going on the iron ore. Yeah. Um train uh but for yourself i, I i'm kind of curious because i've always found that travel has uh, always goes hand in hand with like learning things that kind of have shifted my perspective on the way i look at certain things mm. and so i would i'm kind of curious to know has there been a moment for you during your travels has really kind of shifted uh like a perspective or a worldview for yourself mm. That's another interesting question. So st I would start saying that I, I've been traveling in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I've been traveling, doing camping, doing, uh, I also did couch surfing. I did uh, hostels. Mm -hmm. I did hotels. I did Airbnb. I did apartment, like rented apartment. I did a bed and breakfast and I did luxury uh, as well. So mm -hmm. with that background, so let's say, oh, tents, or I slept in, in like in the outdoor without even a tent. So I've, I've done a little bit of everything. Um, and I still have to do a lot, I would say. Um, saying that, I don't know, because, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting question, but uh, I don't think that anything twists really, because I think our life and even the the journey of our life and the the journeys while we mm. we're we're experiencing our life, uh, uh, they are constantly changing. They're like these experiences are always different, you know. And so there isn't something that really twisted, at least in my perspective. Uh, how do you say? Um, perspective. Yeah, in my like. In my from my point of view, looking at, at, at the, tr mm -hmm. the trip I'm doing, so uh, let me try to explain in a better way. Uh, I mean, I know so, so many people I don't know went to India and they had a, like a crazy experience in India and they that changed their life or their perspective on how to travel, on how to do things. Mm -hmm. To me, again, it's even when I go to a luxurious place or a like a more like crazy iron uh or train like i think all of these different things uh are are good and are part of the 
of the like the bigger picture you know we need to experiment and try different things so mm. even you know Mauritania was uh, was crazy like was i think is it's definitely considerable like the third world uh it's very mm. poor i've seen scene of scenes and people like in like poverty like very bad scenes you know but um mm. And hopefully I'm not like a cold, I have to say cold blood. Like I, I, I have, it. yeah, like I, I hope I have feelings and, and I'm, I can mm -hmm. still get emotional, you know, um, I'm actually very sensitive, but um, I don't know. I, not, nothing of, of this, no, none of these experiences really twisted me or twist something, mm -hmm. you know, my, uh, my way of seeing, I don't know. Um, uh, I think these are all different dimensions, you know, wherever mm -hmm. I travel, I, I, uh, these are different dimensions and I'm absorbing as much as I can from these dimensions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, they might open my eyes, you know, I'm, I, again, I, I won't be shocked by poverty or by richness because I tried them all. I, I, I've seen them all. I know how the world is. I start mm -hmm. and I travel and I leave the place I, I'm based uh, knowing that there is everything on this planet. You know, there are poor yeah. people, there are uh, nomads, there are Bedouins, there are super rich people, there are people that cannot afford for like a liter of water and there are people that have private mm -hmm. water. So I'm... I'm I, I depart and I leave knowing how things are in this world and knowing mm -hmm. that I can contribute a little, but I can't change anything. But going to these places, knowing about the people, getting to know people, getting to talk to people and having this uh, connection uh, with the nature, with the people, you know, could be with anything, uh, with the land, with the, the spirituality of, of a place, you know. Uh, absorbing and giving so you know giving and receiving uh i think mm -hmm. that's the most powerful thing uh then i i don't know maybe things will twist me twist my way of seeing things one day i don't know uh but again i'm always ready to 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 see any sort of situation yeah. and mauritania it's I think I wouldn't say the worst place uh, for for you know for the human beings conditions. I'm not sure. I don't I don't think it's the worst. But uh, like I, we were in uh, not Nadi, I think yeah in Nadibu, and there was this mm -hmm. catchy situation, uh, which basically I was taking photos from up top of a building and a, a, a man a worker in a little uh, like a little court. Uh, called me and say, can you come take a picture of me? And so I said, yeah, yeah, let me finish here and I'm coming to, to see you, you know, to to get to know you. I mean, I don't know how we communicate, communicate but uh, then I arrived there and it was funny because I'm sure of what I, I saw, but I, I'm not like, I'm not 100% sure. But there was this other, this other man, which I'm sure he was the owner of this guy. Okay. So um, I think that man was a kind of, you know, it's not the slavery that we think or that we see in movies like from Egyptians, you know, like from the pyramids, you know, th those slaves mm -hmm. like, but there is a form, still a form of, of slavery in Mauritania. And I'm sure that man was like 
I don't know in, in English how you call it. Like in Italian, it's caporalato, where there is a man that owns these people. And of course, they mm -hmm. get paid, but nothing. And he controls that they're doing the, the job right, you know. Um, and this man asked the owner if I could take a photo of him. And the owner said, yes, you can, you can take it of, you know, of this man, but not of me, me the owner. So that was a pretty you know, like pretty sensitive situation where I could literally, it could, you know, change my, my way of seeing things. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, it didn't. But uh, because again, I'm, I'm ready and, you know, studying a little bit. I haven't studied too much in, in school, but uh, st studying about how the world is, how the world mm -hmm. has been and how the world would not change like in few years. Uh, you, I'm kind of like, yeah, prepared to everything. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, like, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I think for a long time, like, I, I kind of, in, in a lot of ways, I, I kind of share that perspective because I don't particularly get um, surprised anymore. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, though, like, for me, just to give you an example of kind of like uh, a situation where that's kind of happened for me. Is um so I went to North Korea about a year ago, uh, yeah, okay. a little bit over a year ago. I'm ethnically Korean. Oh, okay. So it was a really like, an interesting experience for me, and uh, you kind of have to take a train, and you gotta go into North Korea from China, and you know I got off I, before I got there. I kind of had this um, <laughs> preconceived notion of what I was expecting to see. Okay. I had uh, there was almost like a mental divider between uh, nor like North Koreans and me. Hmm. And uh, when I got off that train, I looked around at the, the people in the train station, and it just there was this overwhelming feeling that kind of flooded me. And there was like this idea that the only difference between me and that person is that someone drew a line in the country, and. Yeah their family ended up over there and mine ended up somewhere else and yeah. that that degree of separation it was just luck mm. and that i in any other situation could have been that person and yeah. I, I guess that really like for me kind of like shifted the, my perspective because in another life like i could be you or i could be that person on the street that's homeless and yeah. it's just a accumulation of um experiences that we have or things that we didn't have control over that kind of like put put us in a different place and that in the end of the day we're all this we all have so many things that we share we have infinite things that are different but we're all uh we're all we're all just on the planet together and like we should do what we can to kind of like help each other because yeah. uh if I was in that position, I would hope that someone would do something for them. Yeah, yeah. And so, like that, that, that for me is kind of like where uh, some things have shifted. And it takes sometimes it takes like pretty extreme, uh, extreme scenarios to kind of like get those yeah. epiphanies. No, I mean, what you you telling me, telling us, I think definitely, definitely was. A, uh, I actually imagined the whole situation while you were. Uh, talking it must it must have been like yeah i don't know if i if you said you said it right at the end of your your of what you were you were saying mm -hmm. i think 
that uh, I, I think again I I I'm always grateful uh, knowing that I was born here with mm -hmm. the privileges I have with the luck I have uh, so I, whenever I leave I always keep and carry that with me you know mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I always also think and not in a good or a bad way but I I just feel that that even those uh, like let's say less lucky people mm -hmm. uh they live uh, i don't know in china or india or mauritania wherever that is but it could be even in italy you know because there are less fortunate people even in italy even next to mm -hmm. me you know it's not a, it's like it's not about the location but in some cases like very poor countries i think those people they kind of know only that reality you know that that mm -hmm. kind of situation and uh, if we talk about north korea i'm sure it's even more you know like uh the access to the informations to the out to, to the out, mm -hmm. out there you know is even more restricted um and as you said i think especially while traveling because that's what we can do um, i mean there are different people that do different things for the others and for humanity and for the human beings. And we all have different places uh, covering different uh, situation. But uh, as you said, it's all about helping each other. You know, I met so many amazing and I wouldn't say poor, but definitely less than I have in Mauritania. And they help us out. They paid for our taxes, you know, and we, we were like, no, like, we're going to take you out for dinner. We're going to, you know, we want to pay back in a, in a nice way. You know, we want to be, but they were so kind, you know, and, and, and I think that, um, I think that, I don't know, I, I'm more, I, I get maybe more surprised and shocked by the little, you know, gestures, like the, mm -hmm. the little things uh, I, I would definitely be shocked if I have to see or uh, how do you say like experience like a, uh, a killing of, of a woman you know in some like Middle mm -hmm. Eastern countries or like uh, the um, uh, gay people in Iran for example that get uh, hanged up in on the cranes you know uh, maybe but I don't know I still have to experience that life-changing you know or at least that moment mm -hmm. that it's gonna uh enlighten or bright mm -hmm. brighten my 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 mind i don't know i i don't think that it needs to be these giant 180s because i even think like what you touched upon like those small things like kindness the kindness that you experience like anywhere you go and you realize that um like in a lot of places like for me like that's one thing i've noticed in a lot of places where uh, they definitely have way less uh, mm -hmm. materialistically compared mm -hmm. to like where I'm from. Uh, they show you so much more hospitality and kindness. Oh, and yes. it's such an interesting kind of thing to see. And like you, you kind of question why um, that can't be the way it is uh, where you're from. Like yeah, from yeah. I mean, where you're from is in like, I'm using Vancouver as an example because I think here yeah, people yeah. are very nice. But mm -hmm. like they'll never you'll never see a person come up to you in the street and be like, Hey, you want to come have dinner with my family? Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, that exactly. leads into its own like kind of adventure. 
and yeah. so oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah um, no it's true it's true it's very true and you actually made me think about something else uh, that i I'm, i always try to pursue and uh, in in the lackiness if that term exists uh lackiness mm-hmm. uh that i yeah. i live in you know and i have a roof you know under uh, above my head you know uh i have you know a house i have warm uh, water hot water you know for a shower you know i'm in but in my lackiness i i've been trying as much as i can and i I always do it, but I, it's not something I really like uh, put it out there or promote it or like, yeah, I'm, but I'm always mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't spend too much like in clothing or mm-hmm. like, you know, cars or like very, very materialistic thing. Whatever I mm-hmm. spend uh, uh, for is, or technical things like hiking mm-hmm. or that of course in many other countries that would be like fuck it like we why you buying those things you don't really need them. <laughs> uh, yeah. and I, I understand of course um, but it's, it's all related to like those little things that I do which like photography yeah. uh, I recently bought a drone but it's again it's for my kind of it's for my job and it's for mm-hmm. uh, when I travel and, and you know actually you know what this Mauritania trip triggers something in me. And I and mm-hmm. I realized how the power that I was carrying, and it was about just having a phone with an Instagram installed on it and some followers, um, mm-hmm. and having this, let's say this voice, I because I I re, I never underestimated, but I never really consider it, like because it's eight years that I built this, let's say, community, this uh, audience. Mm-hmm. And I... And I did it very naturally, like I never force it. So I, I kind of end up having it. Uh, but I never really uh, felt that what I had in my hand, which is actually, again, just a phone, can actually help others, you know. And when I went to Mauritania, maybe it wasn't so shocking, but analyzing, you know, came in back, coming back here, I'm like, wow, I can really bring tourism in that place i can't really mm-hmm. uh open eyes open the eyes or open you know the the attention trigger the attention of other agencies or uh people you know and when i came back i wanted to test something because i was very curious of the response and i i, I write i wrote something on instagram and said who would like to come with me next year on a possible trip to Mauritania and I got so like I wasn't expecting anything to be honest anything also Mm -hmm. because I never lead any any tour or anything like that that's not my job at the moment Mm -hmm. Um, and I got such a huge response of people being so interested in this country you know and so Mm -hmm. I was kind of yeah I was uh and I'm still interested in how these social media or whatever that is, it could be a website, could be, you know, any any tool, uh, digital tool, you know, but any form mm-hmm. of or way or creative way of, of, uh, of uh, working uh, or promoting. Uh, that was that was so impressive, you know, uh, because mm-hmm. I thought kind of shocking because I said with, with a click, with a photo, with a post, I can you know, 
that happened actually in jo- in Jordan, but you know Jordan is one of maybe the most touristic place in in the in the planet. Yeah. I think, and at I least of the Middle yeah. East. Yeah, I call it. You know what I call? I call it Jordan the perfect gateway country to the Middle East. Yes, it's like the yes. it's like the one you go and you can start off. It's nice and easy. Yeah, and then you can start to kind of like branch your way to the other parts. It's actually it's true, and it's actually like. M- m- Almost, almost the main place where everything happened in the history, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. because it's been like a like a cross of 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 so many religions and and yeah, it's, it's crazy Jordan. But even there, I moved so many people. So many people messaged me. Oh my god, thank you. I thank to you. I went to Jordan. I really wanted to go. Blah blah blah. blah. But I didn't felt so moved by 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 these uh, by the consequences mm-hmm. of what I did. But in Mauritania, I think, well, it could be Mauritania, it could be any, anywhere else, but I think that it can actually be like uh, life-changing, not for me, mm-hmm. but for other people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm still in touch with uh, with our uh, with our driver, with our Airbnb. We, we ran out uh, this Airbnb. The guy was amazing. We still have this, mm-hmm. we're still in touch with these people. And I think I won't forget about them. And whoever is going to ask me, information i will you know pass this information to them uh, so yeah i 100 understand what you what you mean with that with what you're talking about because that's kind of like the work that we do in you know yemen yeah it's kind of like a similar kind of um that's why i'm looking forward to, to go <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's such a uh, a powerful experience when you know that the work that you're doing is actually doing something to help the people that are living there and that um over t- and you know like you said it, it it might not make a difference to you but i actually th- like in the sense that it's like it might not be that impactful yeah. um like materialistically but i think over time when you do it i think there's a part of you that um gets something out of it that nothing there's no amount of money that will ever give you that yeah. kind of um fulfillment yeah 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 i i totally agree yes it's it it depends. Maybe it's also another subjective thing, but uh, to me, it's it's very slowly this uh, this satisfaction, you know, this coming mm-hmm. back of this. But uh, I'm enjoying it more, you know, because you know every day, like today, like a few hours ago, there was a guy that messaged me and said, "Oh my God, you went to Mauritania," and yeah, and he asked me some information. And now that I'm thinking, I got so many. That's, I don't know, that's what made me so happy. You know, I got so many people from Mauritania that they, they their life has to change, you know, had to change because of, you know, Mauritania, of course, it's not, there are no many opportunities. So um, many Mauritanian people living in Paris or other places of the world, they, they message me saying, thank you so much. I never seen that part of my country. You know, I wasn't able to, to see that. Uh, it's so beautiful. I couldn't believe how beautiful it could be. I want to go, I can't, there was a girl from half Italian, half uh, from Mauritania. She said, uh, she never been so excited to go back to her country. She's going every year, so she's kind of used to it. But after she saw the stories, whatever she saw, I don't remember, like the post or whatever, she was mm-hmm. so excited to go back, you know, with her sister and go explore even more. And these little things, you know, uh, are my payback, you know, to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I hope to do more, you know, because, uh, again, it takes just 
so so little, you know, to to help. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a big yeah. helper in general. Like, and I'm not a, I'm you know, I'm I'm not like one of the best let's say like mm-hmm. you know there are so many great people out there volunteering as a nurses or as doctors you know i really respect those people and i think mm-hmm. those people are making the difference you know but um i think especially with tourism done in a done in a right way like in a good way it can really mm-hmm. it can really it could be a 50-50, you know, you help someone mm-hmm. and it's going to, you're going to take something back home that you will never forget. I agree 100%. That's kind of like the whole, <laughs> that's like a lot of like why what I'm doing has kind of kept me on that path. Uh, if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, you've just described what uh, keeps me going in a sense. And a lot of it also, you know, you're talking to what you said before, but, uh, having a community of people. Who want to do that with you like you said yeah. you took you eight years and you slowly built up this community naturally and organically and now that you're there now you have a platform in which you can kind of uh share these experiences and kind of influence uh some people into uh possibly exploring those things and so it's the same thing for me where it's like uh creating this uh company doing the work finding the places building the infrastructure meeting the locals and then having this uh, people who come with us that want that and they want to have those experiences and they want to see uh, something that's real and authentic. And it's a really a powerful thing. And I think that like, that's um, of course, like I agree with you. There's a lot of people that are like doctors and nurses that are doing these amazing things to help. But I think everyone has their own way of contributing to yeah. uh, society. And yeah. if it means in, in your way, it's doing it's doing things that I think that you may not see the direct result like a nurse, mm-hmm. but over time you'll see that it you you'll it'll be something where uh, this local gets uh, gets a job because of the tourism increase, and then yeah. like slowly he's able to increase the quality of life for his family, and so on and so forth. And I think uh, that's the power of tourism and highlighting places that people don't really think about and like trying to get them their fair share of exposure yeah especially you know especially coming from like a city like florence we we like where everything is given for granted Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. florence is you don't have to sell it italy let's say italy in general you don't have to sell it because in like uh, let's forget about this situation like current situation but in italy mm-hmm. tourism is a constant like there is no mm-hmm. there is no i mean of course there is marketing promotion blah 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 blah, blah. but if if you don't do that there are still hundreds and thousands and millions of people coming every year you know because it's yeah. so touristic so i'm used to that i'm like with little with little with a, like a one percent of that we can like you know do it somewhere else and uh, it can help like a a vast uh, a vast group of people. And what I don't like, to be honest, when especially talking again about the last trip, Mauritania, uh, I've been trying to find a fixer. Then I try to find a driver. You know, at some researches. I don't like organized tours like um, like uh, like packages. You know, um, and mm-hmm. remember, I was looking at these uh, at these tours, like very expensive ones, like very expensive ones. Um, 
And basically they were like taking, let's say, 10 Italians, always between Italians, always uh, on, I don't know, it was like kind of uh, out, like uh, creating an outside reality in in the place where you they were they are going to mm-hmm. visit, you know, um, and I think a trip has to be uh, when you travel, you have to be integrated, you know. Uh, yeah. Of course, depending on what kind of trip you're doing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but you always try, like even even in Dubai, uh, which is maybe is the the most you know cosmopolitan city like there are more westerner than than actual arabs mm-hmm. um but even there i try to connect as much as i could with the people working there you know mm-hmm. in the desert where we went in the desert you know uh, mm-hmm. i think the connection that's what i love about inertia inertia right inertia, mm-hmm. inertia. 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 yeah in, i think it's a latin word inertia it's a beautiful mm-hmm. word I think what you're doing is actually, it's actually the best way of, of uh, especially as a, as you organize these trips, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you offer like trips and the way you, you uh, decided to go for, uh, I think is, is the best way. Uh, because uh, right. those people that buy a package and just, let's jump into a new reality just because they want to be there. That's not exactly the way I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I would, uh, the way I would like to, to, to travel. Yeah. And connection is such an important thing. I, I, but yeah. first of all, I appreciate that you had said that, like I, I really do. And I, it, it always is like uh, reassuring to hear that because I like, you know, we're just a group of people, right? Like it's a small team and like, yeah. Uh, we're not always sure if we're on the right path or if we're doing the right thing, but we like, you know, it's been more clear uh, day by day. It's become more and more clear. And like this last couple of years, it's, it's gone from something that's really um, abstract mm-hmm. to something that's a lot more clear. And uh, we've gotten a chance to meet a bunch of amazing people. I've even had like, even this interaction, I would have never imagined that I would have something like this, uh three years ago um but now i get to just uh sit down and talk with like amazing creators and and creatives and people that are doing things that are really interesting all over the world and that's that's something is such a uh interesting uh like arc and a journey and so yeah no i mean i appreciate i appreciate what you what you said about us yeah i I, we i discover inertia uh, because I, I, I was uh, looking into, because when I plan a trip, I literally go on Google map and try to find the craziest, I, I might not end up going there, but I, I, I travel a lot with Google map. I really travel a lot. Mm. So thanks. Thank you. Google map. Uh, yeah. but I, went, I was looking for a, like a very remote Island, uh, not just remote for the location, like distant, but uh, also for the accessibility. And 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 they came out Socotra Island, of course, part of Yemen. And and there were two. I think the first, yeah, the first agency, yeah, I call you collective or agency, but that I found was you guys. Um, 
and uh, and I started looking at these destinations on your website and the play, the photos you had on Instagram was um, and I was like, wow, these guys are actually doing something different, like uh, different for the time we are uh, living. Because I'm honestly, I'm sure there are hundreds hundreds of people going to North Korea, like to, sorry, people tours and agencies. There, are, it's we know it's. The, the business, the market is is saturated of, of photographers or filmmakers of agencies or but the way you manage to bring that into the new media and going in like passing that to the new media also means uh reach out to younger generations mm-hmm. because of course it's if you go online you, you type, I don't know, North Korea, it's full of agencies that take you there, but it might be for older people what i what i always felt of wanted to do in with social media is also stimulate and push younger generation to visit places it doesn't mean that there has to be the most dangerous one you know uh, but I, I had look i had this guy went to jordan which he was like he yeah last year he was 18 so it's pretty to me it's a is a big trip to go to jordan when you're 18 um i think so uh like like average of people go to barcelona go to london go to, yeah. what, to yeah. you know so going to jordan the vadiram you know it, it was i think what you're doing and the way you're doing and it's pretty good for this uh era era how do you call it uh, yeah. for this age for this time where uh i think we need to also not not just push the the old the old generation that let's say have nothing to do and they can afford to go anywhere you know but also Mm -hmm. through the social media through the new way of communicating with the images you know with putting things in a nice way adventure and everything to push also the old old older generation but also stimulate and encourage younger youngers uh youngsters youngsters yeah i i i agree 100 percent. yeah it's important it's important that we kind of like spread that love to like everyone because uh, like you know travel is such an interesting like thing in the sense that it has it kind of puts you in a it puts you on your toes and like you're in this new environment and you're you don't know it but deep down like in your subconscious you're already ready for that process of change yeah and yeah, like you come back yeah. and you, there's something about it that really just uh, like expands your perspective, um, even um, if it's subconscious. Yeah, no, no, but I agree because you're you're when you talk, I I I, I think about so many things and everything reconnected to my personal uh, life journey and what I learned from my sides. Everyone learned from their sources and their experiences. But uh, what you said is actually true. Uh, we. You know, parkour comes from, uh, it, it has been um, codified. Parkour is something that has been codified, but it already existed, you know. Uh, parkour comes from uh, le, met, le méthode naturelle, which is uh, the, the natural method uh, from George Ebert. He was, uh, I think, a French or an English uh, military uh, who went to Africa, I think in in the 1800, uh, during, I don't remember exactly when, but 1800, uh, 
uh, and he look at these uh, African people in the jungles, in the forest, moving, you know, uh, with these very uh, strong bodies, you know, able to and capable of doing crazy things and move long distances, you know, and have also the curiosity of exploring, you know. And I think, and parkour come from that. Uh, but also uh, what you mentioned about uh, that we have this inner un- unconscious or conscious uh, feeling of of needing of traveling or of exploring, you know, it comes from uh, that instinct, instinct that uh, during all these years uh, they have been put uh, to sleep with the technologies, with the cars, with all the things that made us um, uh, stay home and do things in an easier way. But I think we are all explorers, you know, deep inside, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you when I say explorer, it doesn't mean you have to go climb the Everest, you know, or climb, yeah. you know. Exploring is about exploring things in, in a short term, in big 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 explorations and a small exploration but we all we all have it i think uh we we just need to uh uh waken it up mm-hmm. if that makes sense oh uh, yeah it does and i agree with you 100 percent. we're stuck i feel like i've said that a lot today <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you made me you made me come out with so many thoughts you know and going back to my personal life experience so i appreciate the the, the whole process yeah this has been uh this is really great like i i really enjoyed this this uh conversation and i uh i have uh one more question yeah. for you sure. um so like we kind of have this saying on our team it's kind of this idea of uh you know like our name is inertia network yeah. Um, but the whole idea of inertia is kind of like breaking inertia, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, essence of sense. like moving out of autopilot state and like you know yeah. challenging what is status quo. And so, my last question to you is really, um, how have you broken your inertia? Hmm. Okay. Can you be more specific? Because now I'm lost in all the things we have said before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't want to repeat myself. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I guess, I guess that the, it, I mean, in the end of the day, it's really up to your interpretation of like what breaking mm. inertia means for you, but it, it, it kind of boils down to, um, mm. I think there's a path a lot of people take. And yeah. I think from my conversation with you, uh, you've kind of moved away from a normal path. You've kind of moved away from like, a, like a more paved road. And what does that, like, and, and in your, in your mind, like, how have you? How do you feel that you've accomplished those things and broken your inertia? How? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's or, a or, tough or, question. It, 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 it. <laughs> um, I th- okay. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, tough question. I think first of all, it's something that uh, you need, even if it's a sm- little small thing, even if it is like something of when you are super young, you know, but of course, uh, if you've been brought down from the society and you like, you stay at the computer all day or PlayStation all day, and you really don't feel anything anymore inside, you know, it's really hard to, you know, to break that inertia. I think, I think, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think 
how to start uh, to break it, I think, again, going back to those challenges, I remember I used to put myself in little uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. little challenges. And, and again, it wasn't about traveling. It wasn't about like nothing like that. I, I still remember I was giving this example to my friend the other day. And, and that actually, it's funny, but from there has been like a, not a roller coaster, but I always wanted to find new challenges, new way of breaking that inertia, of breaking of that, that partner pattern, that, that monotony, monotony? Monotony, yeah. 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 Uh, I remember I was uh, in a pub uh, in Rome. I was very young and um, I really like, uh, I really like one of the waitress, you know, mm-hmm. and uh I really like it's funny because it has nothing to do with with all the traveling. Yeah, thing, but it's actually how kind of started everything. Relationships actually, mm-hmm. uh, relationship. Yeah, uh, I, there was this waitress, and I, it was kind of um, uh, instant love, but it was more like a, yeah, like a physical attraction. And mm-hmm. I was I was so shy. I was a very shy person. Uh, very shy i think it was 17 16 i don't remember and but i felt in that moment even if i was like sweating i was like panicking but i felt the urge i felt the need that i had to take that feeling that uh yeah yeah that feeling that thing that i had in my chest out uh mm-hmm. but it took me like 40 minutes i don't know i don't remember i was panicking with my cousin i was like what should i do you know and so there was these two things, these two factors that uh, pushed mm-hmm. me uh, into breaking the nation. One, one of these factors was about always being afraid of doing something different or step out of th- that comfort zone. I, I wasn't getting why I had to panic all the time to, to do a, a small move, you know. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. what was with relationship, and I think everyone can kind of relate with this because we all go through that stage. And so I really wanna, I wanted to break that thing. I was like, I can't always all the time, each time that I I need to talk to someone, you know, like going go through all, all this crazy like forty minutes of hell. Mm-hmm. That was one factor. The other factor was about the excitement of of taking that thing out of my chest. You know, it was heavy, you know, it, it wasn't even about knowing the, the response or having a positive response. So there was like this, uh, yin and yang, you know, black and white thing. Mm-hmm. And after four minutes, I, I went straight there and I talked to this girl and, uh, and, and from there, I don't even remember. I think she, she, I, I, it wasn't about the response again. It was about the whole process that I wanted yeah. to, to cut that time that to break that, uh, time that I used to, uh, take to, 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 to make the action, you know, to, to move, to do things. And then slowly I started to put new challenges in relationships, in life, in in whatever uh, was coming, you know, on my uh, in front of me to in my life, you know, mm-hmm. uh, little challenges. It could be anything, you know. I think this is another thing that is very subjective, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was uh, that thing in that exact moment of my life, but for someone else, could be, I don't know. I think, of course, women in my case or men in other cases. 
uh, when I say that, I say like uh, relationship is a, always a good uh, testing field for your uh, mental strength. Uh, strength. So to yeah. push yourself, you know, and to challenge yourself. For me, it was mm-hmm. that, you know. But also uh, in, in another stage of my life, uh, again, I mentioned I had to go to many hospital uh, events. Uh, that also changed my uh, perspective of, uh, of seeing things. And that, and that also break a big part of my inertia state of mind, let's say. Um, and one of the things that I recurrently keep, I keep saying myself uh, is that we have a very short life. Even if you get to be 100 years, it's still super short time. And, um, and what I want from this life is to make the best out of it. You know, I want to mm. explore as much as I can. I want to learn as much as I can. I want to experience as much as I can. And I don't, you know, it's one, one life, you know, one life. It's like you play yeah. a video game and you have one life. Trust me, you're going to try to make the best out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't compare it to the video game, but in video games, you have so many lives that you feel comfortable, you know, because you can die all the all the times you want. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's exactly the, the example. Like, you have one life in real life, so it, you better, you better, like, you know, do... And for me, of course, like, traveling, seeing people, meeting people, meeting... I, I'm very focused on landscapes, uh, and also remote villages or remote places where there are people, of course. Uh, for me, knowing and understanding and, and exploring this planet is my main uh, mm-hmm. goal. Because, again, we have one life and one and one house. One life is the one we own and one house is the one we live in, our planet. And yeah, it's a beautiful house. And so I want to, you know... It's, it would be a waste of time of keeping being on that inertia, on being on that routine, you know, being on mm-hmm. something that doesn't give you anything, you know. That's what I think. Well, thanks, man. That was a great answer. I really, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's more challenges. It's the way. It's the right way to break that inertia. It's more put yourself... Give yourself small challenges, whatever that is, you know, any topic, any any matter, you know, that's up to you and based on your life events, you know. And again, I went through, you know, like uh, uh, death-threatening situations. So, mm-hmm. so of course, I, I had to re, uh, how do you say, re, revisit, re-see, re-seen, how do you say, like... Uh, the way of le- of seeing life, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. how do you say re readjust, no re reanalyze, uh, mm-hmm. seeing a different way, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, challenges. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks again. I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of talk. Well, it was me. great. It was great to have this conversation. Actually, it was very good. Yeah. I, I really hope that we get to meet one day and like hang out and like you know I've if I've learned anything from this conversation I feel like there's so many more great uh, conversations to come um, but yeah, yeah thank you 
I can't wait. I honestly can't wait to see you guys. Is I, I was th- saying to Matt that uh, um, one of the things I'm actually looking for and trying to not achieve because it's not achievement but to i'm looking yeah i'm I'm searching for is that people that can understand me you know can feel the way i feel uh and and understand my point of view even if you know any path we have uh is always coming from different backgrounds Mm. and different situation but um one of the thing i i'm i have no luck in is being in florence where it might be my maybe it's just myself, but I haven't been able to find, um, you know, the 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 right people to be surrounded by uh, for that part of my life that I wanna explore and travel. You know, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, soon. Yeah, soon. I mean, I think I think like you know, like the, the community that we're creating. That's like the reason why, and it's the same feeling for a lot of us here. You know, for me, I find out I got very lucky meeting the, the right people at the right time, and like, I think as we grow this thing, um, there's people like yourself that will come into this and like be part of this family, be part of this community, and that kind of like share uh, what you're kind of talking about. Like, we kind of all, I think, what's interesting is we all kind of have a baseline where we kind of agree. But there's a lot of things that we are that are very different about us, and we don't necessarily agree. But we respect that opinion, and that yes. is uh, that, that those differences is what makes the relationship very interesting and very like fulfilling. Yeah, I, I agree. We are a big puzzle. I always say we are, and especially if we have something in common, as you said, uh, we are a big puzzle, and the pieces of a puzzle are aren't all the same, you know, they, they don't match between each other, but uh, the final uh, result of those uh, different pieces of the puzzle are going to make the bigger picture. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we, we're going to have good times together. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Inertia Network podcast. If you like what you heard, come check out our website, inertianetwork.com, or follow us on Instagram at Inertia Network so you can see what our journey has looked like. Hope we can continue on this adventure together, have some meaningful conversations, and break our inertia. See you next week.